Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Today, we're joined by Kim and Chanel, best friends and founders of The Village, a wellness platform aimed to help women of color nurture their well-being through affirming wellness education, experiences, and support. Tune into this conversation to hear about finding your purpose in your 20s, tuning out pseudo-wellness trends, and how we can all heal to better support one another as a collective. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We are just hoping that you are leaning into all things summer vibe. So I hope that is treating everybody well. Um, We are thrilled for this episode on wellness. As the Black Girl Flow community knows, we are exploring every aspect of wellness from um, how you're treating your body to your sexual and mental health. And we have incredible guests today. And Liv knows I can never contain myself, but that's always why we got our pulse check to ground us, center us into this conversation. So Liv, I am going to pass it to you for your pulse check. How are you entering this space before we dive into this incredible conversation? Yeah, so, you know, Mercury is still in retrograde and I am just doing my best out in the world. Um, You know, I haven't had too many communication technology issues, but I would say that I've been using this time to rest a lot, you know, not do too much. My Capricorn brain is like, okay, time for me to, achieve everything that I put off to achieve by the half of the year, because I cannot believe we are almost at the half of 2022, but I've been really trying to counteract that energy by resting and recharging. And, you know, I also have decided to add new personality traits to my personality during this Mercury being in retrograde. One is going to be juicing. So 
I've been seeing the girls on TikTok. At first I was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of seeing the green smooth girl, green smoothie girls on TikTok doing their green smoothies every single morning. But now I'm kind of like, you know, maybe I'll have a point. So juicing is going to be added to my personality. And I, I decided that. So Lexi, you should be receiving a juicer anytime now at your front doorstep, if that has not already come in, but yeah, that's kind of how my energy is coming in um, to this episode. And I just want to say a huge thank you to the village for joining us. This is going to be their first pulse check with us. So Kim, I'm going to pass it on to you to just, you know, let us know how your energy is working in this episode. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And in terms of my energy, um, I'm based in Montreal. So we've been having like beautiful weather that's making me realize like how much I miss good weather and warmth and sunshine and how much I need it, um, especially with this transition from winter to some sort of a spring to some sort of a summer. Um, so I'm really just trying to enjoy like being outside. Like that's the only thing I'm actually focused on right now. Like how can I spend more time outside? How can I get more sun? How can I um, just rest my outdoors? Cause I'm, I'm pretty, I do pretty well with resting, but it's always like indoors. And now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be outside. I'm ready to be seen. I'm ready to like do my hair again, wash my hair more often and just be outside. So that's really been my focus. It sounds like a rebirth. It sounds like talking at the park, all of the vibes, love to see it. Yes. Chanel, what energy are you bringing into the episode? Definitely an energy of rest. I've been resting a lot, much like you live. I feel like my body's been needing it. It's been a crazy time, you know, working a nine to five, having a business and then having a family there's times where I'm like, listen, I need to just pass out right here, um, watch a movie and just relax. Uh, I know there's some times where, you know, Kim doesn't hear from me and she knows why it's just because I need rest. So that's definitely the time right now. It's of rest. I, I love that for us. I feel like by the time June comes, because Lord knows May, May is just going to fly by. We're going to be like, okay, we've rested, time to pop out, time to shake our behinds on a yacht in Dubai, very much so like living our best lives. So I'm speaking that into existence. And, you know, I, you know, why me and Lex are so excited to have you guys a part of this conversation today is because we know that your main goal is to bring community and to bring um, knowledge to other women of color around topics around wellness. You know, how can we be level in our mind, body, soul, giving all of those resources and throwing on events. Um, and so for those that aren't familiar with the village, we'd love just like a quick origin story of how you guys created this platform. Like, what are y'all all about for the people that aren't familiar? Yeah, so the village, it's very interesting because the village started about five years ago. And it started merely just off of Kim and I um, connecting in a corporate bathroom in 2017. So we had met only six months before starting the village, but the vibe and the the connection was just so undeniable that we had to do it. Um, So Kim and I connected on our love for travel, our need for uh, spaces with like bodies and minds, our need for wellness spaces that with people that looked like us. That was very, very important. And that was lacking, especially here in Canada. Um, So we spent time kind of conceptualizing what it was gonna look like, why, um, what was our mission and who we wanted to attract. And uh, our first event was in June of 2017. So that's almost five years to the day. And it was a beautiful experience. I mean, um, especially for myself, I had done yoga for the first time about five years ago as well. And it was a horrible experience. It was in LA um, and it was in a Bikram yoga session. I had my wig on because I was just like starting my locks and the teacher just came over without consent and started massaging my hair. And I was like, oh, like this is not the space for me. This is not my space. So um, creating something like the village was really beautiful because one, you know, we got to connect with people that understood the significance of our trauma and, 
you know, it was, it's been a beautiful experience. So since then, the village has blossomed into a wellness club designed for women of color um, in which we do like mental health. We have mental health resources, um, movement and mindfulness. So it's been really beautiful to like blossom with the community and, and create that space. Okay, we got to go back to this origin story because I'm, I'm pretty sure every Black Girl Flow listener just cackled because one, we all got that work bestie that's holding it down for us, okay? The one that's getting all the Slack messages like, yo, that meeting, whack, right? Okay, I'll see you in the bathroom in a couple minutes. We're gonna get coffee, right? Uh-huh. Can we talk about the team? Can we talk about the tone death? Can we talk about all of the components? See, see, because I already know. So one, it's so interesting too, because Liv just finished a book called The Other Black Girl, which is kind of like a pseudo horror story of like what happens when you have that internal conflict, you know, in the workplace. And I just feel like y'all's story is the antithesis of that. Like, here's the worst in like the story of like where you could be pitted against somebody in your workplace. But here's also the best thing of when you create community. And that's really what I think most Black girls are about is just like finding that as a source of energy and like that co, you know, being able like, yo, we can support each other in this. And I love when folks really see that and step into that and say like, you can actually cultivate so much more beyond the walls of your job um, with the people and like really tap in. Like if you're already at the same place, you probably have a lot in common already. Like starting to, to create that is a part of like our kind of sustainability plan to like really have those resources. So absolutely love that. Yeah. And we also cringed at your yoga story because we all been there too, where we've just really been played and been like, I thought, like, what? Like, what? I think, I think what's funny with Kim and I is that everything just came into alignment. Like we met at the right time. We were both in a place where we didn't know what our next step was going to be. I know Kim was in marketing. I was in translation and we're just like, we don't like where we're at and we want to make a change and be the change we wanted to see. So honestly, we met at the right time and our friendship has blossomed while creating the village, which has been really beautiful. We love a good friendship story. And I mean, another thing that you guys focus on is collective healing. So like collective healing, when I hear it, it feels like such like a huge term because I'm like, how can we all contribute to the healing of our community. So like, what does that mean to you guys? Yeah, I think for us, when we started, one of the things that we realized is that we like actually needed each other. So what's really interesting with the village is that like, not only have we been building a business for the past five years, but we've literally been building a sisterhood, a friendship as well. Um, and anything and everything the village has done till now would not be possible if Kim and Chanel did not come together. Um, and so we took that and used that as our anchor for this entire community. Like the fact that like, anytime I had good news, I wanted to call Chanel. Anytime I had a question, I wanted to call Chanel. And just this you know, urge and need to like have someone there with me along on this journey is what we looked at as community and, and collective healing. Um, you know, the importance of self-care is so, it, it's so pivotal to anyone's journey. But I think what's really important to realize is that like self-care can exist without community care, no matter how you spin it. So, you know, we just know that both go hand in hand. And for us, it was like, okay, well, we're getting through these moments. We know other homegirls need to get through these moments. And so, you know, we're just going to do that together. We're going to share. We're going to invite people into the space. We're going to create a space where people can show up and be themselves as well. Um, and so that's for us collective healing, like just being able to have something or somewhere to go, you know? Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. I think that's so beautiful. And so one of the trends that I've currently been seeing on my TikTok for you page um, has been slow living. One has been slow living and one has been the that girl trend. So I kind of want to touch on both of those and like 
their impact on how we view wellness and how we view self-care as a generation. Because I think for a lot of us, we're seeing a lot of women aim to be that girl, which kind of aims to, I guess, have like a early morning walk, um, aims to like be a girl boss, like getting all of your business done. There's not really a lot of partying. There's not a lot of eating, you know, dairy, it's very much so like I'm eating, (laughs) I'm eating my vegetables, I'm eating my fruits, and I'm about my business, and I'm healing in this very linear way. So I was curious to hear about y'all's thoughts on what it looks like to be that girl and how it's being portrayed right now. Yeah, so this is an interesting one for me. Number one, because I must be the auntie of the group, like I'm in my mid 30s. So being that girl, like, I don't know, that looked like Trina when I was younger, (laughs) you know what I mean? That looked like Trina. So being that girl now and seeing how young folks kind of have to look on TikTok to see what what is wellness and like how I should be well. Um, I always work off intuition. So if I need rest, I take rest. If I need a walk, I'll go on a walk. Um, If I need to put do not disturb on all weekend, I'll do that too. Um, I'm it's kind of dangerous to me in the sense that like I have a 15 year old, right? So I'm looking at how she ingests social media and what wellness looks like to her. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. They think they have to be perfect. They think they have to look perfect. They think they have to have filters on and um, you're not well if you don't drink green juice or you're not well if you don't have uh, access to Equinox. You know what I mean? Like all of that is just a little much for me. I love when folks like find things on social media as inspiration, but I'm not really down for people telling me what to do with me because I know me better. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if that's a 90s playlist, that's what it is for the day. That's what I need. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what we see and oftentimes I think what happens is we feel a little bit unsatisfied than when we start to do those things and they really aren't in alignment with what our true needs and mindsets should be. And so then it kind of sends us on a little bit of a, you know, a, a journey. Cause it'll, I always say, I was like, it'll end up as a chapter in the book. <laughs> You'll find your way, <laughs> but it's going to be an extra chapter in the book of that, like unpacking that, that cookie cutter lifestyle. And I, I always tell people, I love that for you. I love that for you, but uh, me, no, I cannot commit to that on a day-to-day. No, I can commit to, uh, setting on an alarm I can't commit to waking up on the first alarm but I will set it you know like we can do the little things um and sometimes you know I I often think about you know even in my journey how did I overcome that that temptation of the con uh, the consumption of those narratives that were not necessarily for ever for me because they were not curated you know, Kim, you're talking about like the space that you and Chanel have created with the village was always at the root of it intended to be a scaling of what you all's relationship was, which you all needed. And so it's like, of course, when folks come to that space and get a taste of that, it feels like it was for them. So it's like this overconsumption of a narrative. I'm like, yo, they were the, you were the last thing they were thinking about this morning (laughs) yeah you were the first one in line um and I always think about like wow what is that mindset shift to offer up so much more than just that cookie cutter way of being for folks because I'm like love that for you but I like do not think that's a copy paste approach to to a sustainable like holistic wellness routine I Um, think what's also important to remember is like we are black women you know, we learned intuition from our mothers, from our grandmothers. Um, you know, my mom would say, mm, that doesn't sit with me. And I kind of knew what that meant. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's really important to remember. Um, I teach that to my daughter um, as well, because, you know, she's in a space where she sees everybody doing everything on the internet. Then she goes to like an affluent school. So she's seeing what they do. And, you know, she's just trying to find her way. And I'm just like, what feels good to you today? What do you need today? Does it, is it watch a movie? Is it go for a walk? You know what I mean? And it's just really important to live off and, and be guided by intuition at all times. Absolutely. It's really interesting. I think as we're talking about this and I think about where I was in high school versus when I, where I was in college, I think there's this really interesting transition that happens 
when you graduate college even, I mean, there's a transition that happens from high school to college, but then college to not being in college where you're like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit washed up and I'm, you know, I'm scrolling on TikTok and I'm trying to see what the girls are doing and I'm trying to keep up, you know, to make sure that I'm looking good. But like, you know, now the gym costs money because the gym isn't connected to my school. And there's all of these things that I have to actually pay for. Like, am I, am I going to get a, um, you know, the list could go on and on and on. And, um, when I think about my journey, I think oftentimes, and I talk, I've been talking about this a little bit on the podcast where there are these quick trends. Um, and I see it a lot more now that the summer is approaching where it's like, okay, two week body shred to get your summer body. And it's like, okay, this isn't really sustainable because you told me I got to work out twice a week. I mean, not twice a week, twice a day. And I've got to also go to Pilates, Lori Harvey. Like, what are you talking, what are you telling me right now? Like, I love your body girl, but like, I'm not sure if I can survive eating 1200 calories a day. Cause after Lori Harvey said that, you know, she goes to Pilates, um, now all the girls are trying to go to Pilates. So it's just interesting to see how, uh, our generation takes information and applies it to our life for like a very short amount of time, but it's not like we're really consuming and sitting on what could actually be sustainable and what are systems that can create like us being well for the rest of our life. So those are just my observations. Um, Another thing that I'm curious about is slow living. So slow living has been another trend now that I've seen a lot on TikTok, on Instagram, and it has a lot to do with uh, us kind of breathing in the flowers and, and resting and all of that. So what, what's y'all's take on slow living? I, I have a very interesting relationship with that because of course, what we see now on TikTok, um, that sometimes is defined as slow living. I always think about how accessible that is, um, particularly again for black women. So for me, I, when I think of slow living, I don't think of TikTok. I think of my ancestors and I think of my grandparents in Jamaica. Chanel and I are both from the Caribbean. So we know about slow living in a different way. Like we grew up on slow living, uh, which may not, is not what you really see on TikTok, but you know, we grew up on that. Like for me, my slow living looks like, okay, waking up in the morning and taking some time to have my tea. I may not have gone in and and gone to smell the flowers or have that 30 minute walk. Um, So for me, I'm really trying to define that for myself. And I've realized that most of my habits in regards to what I define as slow living always is connected to my roots, always connected to what I saw growing up, always connected to my beautiful like country and culture. So it's again, very similar to kind of what Chanel said, especially as someone who's raising a daughter who's like really impacted by social media and particularly TikTok right now. You know, the importance of having people around you that ground you and that you can log off of, of social media to be like, cool, that's a cool trend. That looks good. Maybe I'll try it, maybe not. And then get back to kind of like your own reality, your world. You know, if you are a student and you have a part-time job and you're raising a child, like what, what is slow living going to look like for you? You know what I mean? And how is that attainable for you? And it can be if, you know, you're taking that time to discover that for yourself. Again, maybe that looks like having a five minute bath time, you know? So I think that's where, that's kind of what I focus on. And I think Chanel as well, and what we kind of breathe into the village is this idea of like having accountability, this idea of selfhood. So like, you know, you're raising yourself and you're kind of like discovering some of the things that work for you. And I think right now, like I really empathize with young people, including myself, because I'm in early 30s, who are looking for inspiration and trying to figure it out and are going to try trends and then realize maybe the trend's not for them. Like, I'm okay with that too. You know, if that's what you feel like you need to try and then realizing it's not for you, or maybe it is for you. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just in a space where I'm like, I'm trying not to judge people who are heavily inspired by social media because I think all generations have had that similar journeys in different ways. You know what I mean? Um, And so I really just empathize with that and know that for me, that doesn't work for me, but if sis, you love it, I like it. Let's, you know, cool. That's kind of where I'm at with that. 
Janelle, that. I'm so curious to your take because it's not just a, a living, it's a modeling for you as well in that way. And, you know, I think we love, and I think it's great too, because Liv also has those Caribbean connections. And I think I often see her in her wellness journey, making those same connections and feeling the most grounded in those areas too. But I'm so curious because I think in that idea of collective healing, it is the value in being in these very like intergenerational spaces where we really can also tap into and also model for each other. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it doesn't mean you have to have like a three generation age gap. Like <laughs> you can be just in, in just a couple of age difference. Like that's knowledge, that's information that we can transfer. So you know, I'm curious, just like your experience in, your own wellness journey and then also modeling that with like you know we all can pull on our mama stories so like I just how that is for you it's been a journey girl I'm not gonna lie it's been a journey so I had my daughter very early I had her at 19 uh during my second year of college so that was an experience all in itself there was no slow living there there was as soon as she was four months I was back into university I was trying to finish my degree um, so there was no slow living. Maybe there was a lot of crying, <laughs> but that was my journey at the time. Um, that's what I saw my mom and grandmother do. They grinded it out. Um, you know, coming from Caribbean descent, you know, my mom lived in St. Vincent and the Grenadines and she lived in a small one room house basically. And she worked her way up to, you know, owning multiple properties now. So I saw that grind and I figured like, I needed to do the grind too. That's the model. Like, thug it out, like stress out, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, after a while, once I started to get to know myself more, which really didn't happen until my later, mid to later 20s, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I started to realize like, oh, like what I'm seeing here is not actually what works for me. So that's when I started to really live in alignment and really understand like what is for me um, will be for me and also really try to be intuitive and try to understand like what feels uncomfortable here. So grinding it out is not my thing it's definitely not and I showed my daughter like hey there's times to work and there's definitely times to play as well um so play is definitely in our journey <laughs> and my journey as showing to her like you know there's times where Kim and I might connect and do like a girls night virtually or in person we'll do like game nights but then we're on the computer every day uh on the phone every day talking about business as well so um the journey has been interesting. I think, again, uh, with intuition, I'm just trying to teach her that because I can't tell her what makes her feel well. Um, I can only just show her what I do and maybe show her what other folks do. Like, hey, you know, call Kim or text Kim if you have a question. Like, um, it's really important for me to just kind of do me. And then she kind of picks and chooses what she likes. So um, we have a wellness app that we'll talk a little bit more about later, but um, she logs on and does meditations there, especially when she's feeling anxious about tests or whatever. We gave her access, but we might revoke it if she doesn't use it again. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you think mommy's kidding. Hey, don't mess up my analytics, hun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, sometimes we do bedtime meditations together. We go, we have like a nature trail right across the street from our house. So we'll do like long walks or a lot of me and her time, I think um, she is a reflection of who I wanted to be at that age. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> We're a little extra, but no, honestly, like she's, uh, I wasn't confident in myself uh, at that age. I grew up in upstate New York. So it was like a really like white space. I didn't have people that look like me. Um, so like just seeing her be herself, own her blackness, you know, choose to wear locks at 15. I was like, whoa, because I was definitely permanent every day, all day. Um, <laughs> so so it, it's really beautiful to see her walk in her purpose. And I really do think, you know, there's times where I, I see her and the choices she makes and kind of the reflection she has on herself. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. Wow, there is just so much like from your story so much that people can take away from that like just one just so thank you for sharing just like how she's really kind of helped you grow in your journey and now is this example of and I think that's what so much of what we saw our our mothers do is like it was the grind the energy to keep going was off of an image for better resources and access and opportunity for us um 
and it just kind of makes me reflect too and I'm like wow yeah like my mom was very similar she 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 I don't know what was in her coffee like I don't know what kept her going she had four 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 kids all two years apart and my sister has special needs and so she just never stopped but now I'm thinking I'm like where was her slow living and this woman lives by lunch she's like I don't care what I don't care how bad the world is the weather is like the things that are important is stopping and going to lunch with the people that you care about and she would sit at lunch for two hours three hours and I'm like oh that was her slow living like that was her moment of like I'm gonna sit on the weekend it could be Saturday like take the kids I'm going to lunch you don't know when I'm gonna come back (laughs) like that was her and so I think we can really pull from so many of those lessons. But then I also think so much of your story is also linked to, I think a big question that a lot of people, and to your point, Kim, like every generation faces, gets just like oversaturated with information and whatever the modality is at the time of the the generation or the age. Um, Because we all know there was a generation who was getting a lot of messages from like Beavis and Butthead and the Brady Brunch. (laughs) Like all of those, it's like, oh yeah, y'all look different. But I think what it is, is just this idea of like, even being in your 20s, there is such this yearning to like really find yourself. And I think for Black women too, it's really those kind of places that Liv was talking about. It's like, you're finally out of a lot of these institutions and you finally are most of us coming to face with the first time of like loneliness and like solitude by like living out on your own maybe or doing a lot of first that you're confronting like who do I want to be and you know Chanel you said there was no slow living (laughs) that was non-existent but still coming to that same precipice of like later 20s just being like wait like what is working for me and what is not and I think you know, at least we found in our Black Girl Flow community is like, that's exactly the question that we're all still asking ourselves. And we're very much okay with not having a finish line. Like it's a commitment to ourselves and making room for our evolution. And Liv and I try and model that. Like we by no means think we have the answers. And if we did, like y'all should be suspicious. Like <laughs> we, we don't at all. But I love, cause I think a lot of people can resonate to your so much of your story in the sense of that same coming to this kind of crux in the road and saying like, okay, even with all of this life that I've lived, like what's working and what's not. And I always tell people, I'm like, that to me is the best part of the story. Like that, that revelation, like that is my jelly in my jam. I'm like, oh, I love her that point. Um, But I'm sure that resonated with Liv a lot too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of y'all's story resonates a lot with me, like going back to the Caribbean background, like when I visit my grandparents in Jamaica, there are, let's just say that the customer service is not, it's not always going to be as quick as, you know, kind as any of that stuff. Like you have to practice low living in like the, the most like daily tasks of ways. And so I've experienced that a lot. And then also just like seeing their farm and even watching Lexi with her plants, like it's a very slow process that I've been um, looking to. But when it comes to, right, like finding who I am in my twenties and like trying to make sense of all of the knowledge um, that I get from like having you guys on the podcast, having our other guests and all of the books that I read, like some things that I've been leaning on have obviously been astrology. That's been like my thing as of late. Um, And it's interesting because like I found these like books in um, like our bookshelf where my parents like have also been into that. So it's like a weird like connection um, for me, but leaning into my intuition through meditation, I find that when I'm able to just breathe and when I'm able to like really limit the desires that I have, I said this on the podcast before, but I saw a face reader and he was just like, you've got to control your desires because it's like, you want to have all of these things and run all of these businesses, but like, you're never going to rest if you're going to go at this rate. And like the spirit needs adequate rest in order for you to thrive. 
Um, and so he, he gave me some advice and he was like, you know, I really need everyone to write down when they follow their intuition versus when they don't follow their intuition. Like you'll really be able to lead yourself to like the right people, the right decisions. Um, and so that's been something that's been aiding me in my uh, finding my own purpose. Um, I've been really trying to figure out, okay, like how is this going to serve me? Would, if I were to text my friends right now, uh, that I texted a boy that I told them I was going to be texting, like, is that, is that really like serving my truest self? Is that me acting from my higher self? Am I acting out of judgment? Am I acting out of jealousy? Um, coming back to those main questions so that I understand like where my desires are coming from, what my space is. But Kim, Chanel, I'm interested to hear any like tools that you guys have learned, like when it comes to finding yourself again, like it's a journey, but what has worked for you guys? I love that we are talking a lot about intuition um, because something that I have learned a lot about recently, I don't know how, knowledgeable or into human design you you all may be um, but I'm a projector so um, starting to understand and learn more about my energy and understand like oh that's why I've done this or why I'm like this um, and intuition for me is one of uh, basically a gift that I'm recognizing and so one of my tips for anyone who's trying to strengthen their intuition is exactly that. Intuition is kind of like this muscle that you have to kind of use and you have to strengthen it. So before just thinking of intuition as like a tool that you want to use for when you're making big decisions, I would recommend practicing asking your intuition for the simple things like, what do I want to eat today? What do I want to do right now? Like those little practices are things that are gonna help you, you know, start to really listen to your intuition when it comes to the bigger decisions in your life. But literally all the answers you need are within you. Like I really believe in that because we all have that little voice. And if you're a black woman, I don't know, I think it's a little stronger, just saying, um, but you know, <laughs> it's there, it's already there. So like, if you feel like you're disconnected from that, start small, like what, you know, small things, should I go on the walk? And like that little voice, it's there, you know? And that's your intuition. It's those little moments. For me, my first example of like, wow, I really have an intuition or I can use it is uh, when I was 20, about 20, I went to law school. And in my second year, I killed my first year, loved it was going to be this top-notch lawyer, business law. I had it all figured out. And in my second year, in the middle of the second semester, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I literally dropped out of law school out of nowhere. And the only reason why I did that was because I literally heard a voice tell me to do that. And I didn't understand it, but I followed it. And looking back at that now, I'm like, that was my intuition. And that was the best decision I could have made for myself at that time. I didn't understand it at all. No one else around me understood it. My parents were like, what's going on with you, girl? You, you good? Like, no one understood it. Um, and that for me was one of my first examples. So now that I'm like learning more about my energy type and the things that I'm really designed here to do, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm strengthening that muscle. So that's a little tool that I would suggest to everyone. Um, and yeah, I think also when you mentioned about finding purpose, another thing for me is that, you know, purpose is not something you find, it's something that you live. So a lot of times this idea of like, I need to find my purpose, I need to find my purpose. I don't believe that anyone finds their purpose. I think you live it. And so your purpose is also all the little decisions you're making that you're not so happy with. I'm not going to say mistakes. I'm going to say decisions you're not happy with that as well as part of your purpose. And so kind of recognizing that are some of the ways that I'm able to like stay grounded and, you know, really take the time to like go through life, like just take the time to go through life and experience life. So that's kind of like where I'm at and some of the tools and, and tips that I would suggest. I love that. There are so many themes in that. And I love how it's all tied to like our ancestry, like returning back to our roots, like 
witnessing what our parents did. And the thing is like, can you imagine how different your life would have been if you were, if you had been in law school and you asked your law professors and you asked other people around you and you gave them that power to make over where you'd end up, they'd all be like, no, stay in law school. And then years down, your that little voice would have returned in your head and you've been like, dang, like, wish I would have listened to you back then. And it's never too late to, right? But it's like, you save yourself so much heartbreak and um, energy when you when you return back to yourself. Chanel, what about you? What are some what are some lessons, some things that you've learned in your process of returning to yourself, of listening to your intuition? Yeah, so listening to my intuition was an interesting process. I think it started with therapy, to be honest. Um, I had a therapist who once said, like, you don't understand your power as a black woman. And this was a white man. And I was like, oh, okay, sir. Thank you. <laughs> You know, and that was beautiful to hear. But I think for me, it was like learning boundaries. So mm -hmm. learning boundaries with myself, learning boundaries with my others, understanding how like maybe how somebody made me feel, what my body felt like after speaking to them. Was I tense? Was my stomach hurting? Was I happy? Was I giggling? You know what I mean? And and creating those boundaries helped me kind of get closer to my intuition. So it's like, mm, this um, this relationship is not great for me. I don't feel well. This My heart's palpitating after talking to them. Okay, maybe this relationship is not for me anymore. Um, setting up that boundary, you know, creating um, a rule book for myself to follow. Setting boundaries at work is so very important. Um, you know, no, I don't want to take that project. Why? Because you guys are just it's not even, you guys are not healthy. <laughs> You're not healthy for me. You don't uplift me. You're not um, making me feel well here. Um, so those are things that I think that I really um, connect with and boundaries are huge, huge in my book. And they even happen in this house, like with my partner, with my daughter, um, setting up that time for alone time. Um, it, it, it relies on my intuition a lot. You got to open up that throat chakra because what, what's that saying? It's like, closed mouths don't get fed right so it's like you have to communicate where at and I've learned that that when I am feeling anxious even when it comes to like my love life right so it's like if I'm talking to a guy past the first date if I'm still like really like this person is making me anxious it's time for me to really look into myself and be like yo like why am I feeling anxious? Do am I do am I performing right now? Like, do I feel the need to perform for this person, for this man of all people? Like, why am I doing that right now? So I love both of both of those answers. And I just love this sharing, like the value of just sharing these really pivotal moments in our lives with each other. You know, it really is this type of community being that we get so much from because what I am always reminded of is like there's so much knowledge around us there's so much insight and energy around us we're so conditioned to want one dimensional it's got to be words on a book or you know it's got to come in this one form it's like oh my gosh you're hearing stories all the time like you're around people who have their own books and how they got here like there is so much more to there's you know the sun is teaching you lessons the trees everything and when we're really more open to that um and and Kim so much of your story just so resonates with me because I had very similar aha moments in my life that really changed your trajectory and to your point Chanel just like stepped into my power and once you get a sense of how you move differently in that you know we talk about being in flow it's really that alignment of like all of the things coming together and I really do encourage people to look into the human design energy I got exposed to that not too long ago and really just amazing language to frame things that like I had always felt and really again stepping into that power of the ways that you view the world and and how that can be in relationship with other people and how it's working in tandem and it's actually really to create optimal environments and, and sustainable living and things like that it's really beautiful um and, and what there's like five types or energies and stuff like that. So, and see, y'all just got me on it so much. So now when you're talking about boundaries, Prentice Hemphill's work, um, Chef Kisses, she has a podcast called Finding Your Way. 
Um, I encourage everybody and also been featured on Brene Brown's work um, and just talks about how boundaries are the, per the perfect distance for me to love you and maintain myself. Um, so we could, we could truly stay here. And I think folks are getting a sense of what the energy from the village is and the intention just in how you all have been in space with us. So I want to pass it to you all to really just talk a little bit about where folks can plug into the village, um, how they can stay connected. Cause I know so many people are gonna be walking away wanting to, where's the handle? Give me the handle, follow, 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 subscribe, newsletter, the whole shebang. So tell folks where they can find you and what cool projects y'all are up to right now. Yeah, so the village can be found on Instagram. That's where we are most active. Um, we recently joined TikTok. So, you know, you'll find us there too. Um, and just to let you know as well, in terms of the village, the spelling. So village, we actually spelled it as V-I-L-L-I-J. Um, so you'll find us Instagram, TikTok, we're there. Um, and in terms of some of the things that we are working on, things that are accessible to, um, you know, everyone, but we highly encourage Black women to really tap in. We have a wellness app that's called Inner Village. It's a platform um, that basically works off of a membership. So by being a member of Inner Village, you get access to a supportive community and you get access to tools that you need or to help you just navigate your wellness journey. So Chanel and I, we're kind of like your besties on this journey. Um, so what we did is we've worked to develop this platform um, that gives you access to things like monthly wellness events. They could be virtual, they could be in person. If you're based in like Toronto or Montreal, Canada, um, you also have access to like meditation, guided meditation. So as you heard earlier, Chanel's daughter taps into that. We have things as well, like mini mental health courses. So we worked with like therapists to develop courses on like how to understand and navigate anxiety, how to understand and navigate childhood, inner childhood healing, stuff like that. Um, and as well as like movement. So getting into your body is really important for us. So you'll find like, we have over like 80 yoga videos, you know, that range from different durations and so forth. Um, so that has been such a lovely project. We have members from like all over, literally, we have members in Singapore, which to us were like, wow, how did like, that's amazing. Um, and so that's our community and our great, great offering um, that's there. And you can find it on our website, thevillage.com. Oh my gosh. Just like subscribe. We love it. We love it. Um, I know that Liv and I are going to be tapping into so <laughs> um, we're really excited that we can share that with the Black Girl Flow community too and so with that before we close out we have to ask you all the question we always ask our guests which is what does it mean to be in flow so um, whoever wants to kick it off wow um, I love that question it's very beautiful by the way thank you for asking uh, to be in flow is to be in peace is to live with ease. I think right now, and I think I talked about this uh, with Kim the other day, I wanna live this summer like a child would. I want to take a look at the trees. I want to observe birds. I want to go for walks. I want to play games. I wanna laugh. I really wanna um, nurture my inner child. So being in flow is definitely being close to my inner child right now. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that so, so much. Um, for me, being in flow is recognizing that I am exactly where I need to be and taking the time to appreciate that moment. Like, I have been on this journey for the past almost a year where I make it a duty to enjoy exactly where I am. Yeah, there are things I strive for. Yes, there, I have goals, but I need to live in between those goals. And as Chanel said, you know, even this summer, going out for dinners, going out to do the simple things with your friends, but like, I want to be present. I want to be there. I want to really enjoy those small things, as well as the ups and downs of comes with like running the village, you know, acknowledging that, listen, this journey is difficult. Running the business is difficult. We ain't going to sugarcoat it. We're not. But at the same time, you know, I think it's important for us to live through those moments. So them emails that you need to take a pause from to answer to cool down and do that like 
that's what living in flow is for me as well. Like just recognizing those present moments that are important. Right. I love both of those answers because it like, it doesn't take much to romanticize your life, to laugh, to be present, to live in harmony, to surround yourself with people that genuinely love and care about you. And to just, you know, use that energy to support the other people in your life and yourself. So I love both of those answers and I've loved, we've both loved having you guys on the podcast. You guys have such calming and like beautiful energy. So we appreciate y'all and your time for joining us. And like always, um, you can find them, find their information in the show notes and we're going to be leaving you all with peace, love and blessing. So catch you guys later. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.